0: Eh, Chaver, what's going on? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Nun um, Beis of Mesecta Eiruvin, Daf 52. Um, like the main sugya of today, I guess I'll say is like Ive. I like yeah, more of like kind of this idea of being stuck in the middle of nowhere. Kind of taking it. We, we referenced this with this Mishnah yesterday about some guy who leaves his house and then uh, he's gonna go to this other house that he owns and kind of turns back. So is he able to be Kona Visa in the middle there, and then walk to his other house on on Shabbos? That, so that's really going to be the main kind of sugya of today. We're going to start on Daf Bey's Beis um, Amud Aleph uh, four lines into the page. Amur Rami Barchama says Rami Barhama They said Shabbos Yesh So if a guy goes to the place where his, where he wants to make his eruv Tchumen and he posh it, wakes waits there until Shabbos begins. So then he has Dal Right? Meaning, from the place where he's, he's Kona Shvisa, he has Dalit Amis, uh, you know, was Machlokas. Is it, um, you know, in any direction? Maybe he's in the middle of four Amis, he's in the middle, or maybe he has four, maybe like Rebutic could choose one direction, whatever it is, he has Daladamas, okay? And then, in addition to those Dalit Amis that he has, so then uh, he has 2000 Amis in any direction. The question is, somebody who um, kind of leaves bread there and then goes home, so, does he also have Dalat surrounding where that bread is or not? Amr Rava says, Rava Tashma, coming here. The whole point of of them of, um, being able to be Ma'ariv Bipas is as a leniency for people who can afford to leave some food somewhere. Now, the Amr Tain Lo and if you say that he doesn't have four Amis, that the four Amis is only reserved for people who, who go there and wait until Shabbos begins. But if you leave food there, you don't have the four Amis. Well, then, then how is this a Kula? It's a Khumrah, right? Meaning if the whole point of being able to make a bread uh, an air with bread is as a leniency, so for people who can afford it, they can, let's say, just like, you know, send their son to go put it there for them. So then it wouldn't be that much of a leniency if they lose the ability by doing so to uh, have an additional four Amis around the Eru. Now we also saw earlier, I mean uh, a few weeks ago, about Rava's opinion that wherever the Eruv is, there's Dalit around there. So I guess this would be in line in that. But uh, the Gemara seems to be saying, achi, but you can still argue that even so, Nicholai, it's still a leniency for this fellow to be able to send some bread with his, with somebody else, with a Shliach. Even though he loses out on the Dalit amus that would be around the bread, it would still be a leniency for him. Because he himself doesn't have to schlep out there and wait for Shabbos to begin. So, meaning, Rav wanted to argue that, um, it must be that even when he leaves bread there, even if he sends a shliach to leave bread over there, um, if we say that he loses out on the ability to get the Dalat Amis, well then it wouldn't be much of a leniency. We know that the whole point of being able to be making an error with bread is a leniency in the first place. So it wouldn't be much of a leniency if he loses out by doing so on the four Amis that he would get by going himself. However, we could still argue that eh, even with losing out on those Dalat Amis, it's still a leniency. Because sending somebody else to do something for you is still going to be much easier than schlepping out yourself we get to a new mission over here. so if you have a fellow, okay, uh, let's call him uh, Ruven, and he lives in a certain city, and there's another city four thousand Amas away, okay so, so then he so he's going from you know city A to city B that's four thousand away zero and his friend said, hey, you better turn back. it's super hot out there. So, who so, says that the next day on Shabbos, he's nonetheless able to walk over to that next city that's two thousand, that's 4,000 Amis away, even though he never actually, you know, made an Erev there. After all, he turned back right away. Reb Meir Omar says, Reb Meir, says Reb Meir, if somebody's able to make an Erev, but he doesn't, right? So, such as this guy, once he turned back home, he theoretically... Could have uh, taken some food and made an Arab, But he didn't. So this is going to create a Hamar Gamal situation. Where he's like that fellow who's trying to escort both a camel and a donkey. And he's stuck in the middle. And um, basically he's going to be able to walk in the area between his house and the halfway mark to the next city. I.e. where he could have made the arab to go to the next city. He could walk in the area between his house and where his Arab would be. But he can't walk past the Arab and he can't walk past his house. Meaning on the other side of his house. He's kind of stuck in the middle because we don't know which, you know, where his Shavisa is. Is it in his house or is it where the Erev would have been? Says the Gemara, We saw this yesterday. The Gemara asks, how come he would be allowed to walk to the next city uh, on, uh, on Shabbos? This guy who was going to go to the next city before Shabbos and then turned turn back and never actually made it. And he never made an Erev either. Yet we say that he's allowed to walk to the next city. That's 4,000 Amos away on Shabbos. But we say that the rest of his city is not allowed to do so. What's the difference between him and the rest of his city? He didn't make an Arab after all. Um, Ravuna says, what are we talking about over here? He's talking about where this fellow owns two houses. One in city A and one in city B. And between them are two Tchum i.e., There's 4,000 Amas between them. So Ihu, this fellow once he left his city to go travel to the next city so now he's traveling and essentially you can argue he's stuck in the middle of nowhere with no food so he's you know a poor person again a poor person in the context of Erevin being somebody who's stuck in the middle of nowhere without food not necessarily somebody who doesn't have a lot of money in his bank account now everybody else who's at home the rest of his city they're all wealthy i.e. They all have food that they, if they wanted to make an erev and be Kona Shvisa somewhere, then they could have taken food and put it there. This fellow, on the other hand, had left his city to go walk to some other city and was left uh, in, in a place where he didn't have any food with him. He wasn't planning to make an erev. He was planning to mama's travel to the next city for Shabbos. So then his friends say, "Hey, you, really, you should really turn back. It's not a, it's not a, a time to travel right now." So then, you know, so we treat him as though he's basically somebody who's stuck in the middle of nowhere and he can be Konashvisa halfway between the two cities just by thinking so. Just like we learned, somebody who's traveling, right, and there's a tree up ahead, he can be Konashvisa by that tree that's ahead of him. So here also, this guy left the, the his city to go travel to another city. At that point, he's considered an ani, somebody who's in the middle of nowhere with no food. And therefore, he could be konish visa by that 2000 amma mark, and that would allow him the next day to walk the, all the way to the next city. And that is why we permit him to walk to the next city, because we treat it as though he was konish visa by the 2000 amma mark, um, even though he didn't actually do it. You know, he didn't even, uh, but oh, so the assumption in the Mishnah is that he's at, he actually is saying something. There's different ways to understand it. Some ways have questions, some ways have less questions. So the, for now, the, the, the more transparent, the, the clearer way to understand it would be that he actually said that he intends to be Konish by this 2000 Amma mark and that he's allowed to do that because he left his city to go travel to another city, finds himself in the middle of nowhere. Somebody says, Hey, you should really turn back. At that point, he's allowed to say that he intends to be Konish Visa by the 2,000 amma marks so that the next day he can travel to the next city, even though he didn't leave any bread there and he didn't wait there until Shabbos begins. Taninam Yochim, we also learn in a b'risa like this, mishesh lo shnei batim, somebody who owns two homes, uvenein shnei trumei Shabbos, and between them are 4,000 ammas. kevon cheherzik baderech, once he leaves his city to go travel to the next house, kona eruv divreb Yehuda. So that once he leaves his city to go travel, he is kona and eruv. Great. You also, okay, in Amr, Rabbi Yossi, Now, Rabbi Huda's son, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi, not not Rabbi Yossi uh, by, by uh, Ben Chalafta, who we've been talking about up until now that we and like, no, this is Rabbi Huda's son, Rabbi Yossi, so he says you can even take it one step further. We're going to have to understand now. There's going to be a Rabba in and Rav Yosef about what this means that he's taking it one step further. What's the nafkamina? But he says afilu even if his friend found him and said to him lin po stay in this city it's too hot outside it's too cold outside and nonetheless lemachar Mashkin volech the next day he could walk to the next city. So so the important thing for us right now is that we see that according to a Yehuda. Right, that this is exactly the case that we're talking about. That, right, that, that, um, a guy owns a house in two cities, there's 4,000 amis between each city, he leaves his city to go travel, he ends up turning home, and um, he's nonetheless allowed to travel there the next day. Now we have to understand what exactly is machloks between Yehuda and his son Rabiosi, Rabihuda. So Ammar Rabba, Lomar, Kule Amelopliga So Rabba says that everyone agrees, both Rabiosi, Yehuda and his father Yehuda agree that he would have to and say verbally that he intends to be Konish Shvisa halfway between the two cities, and, um, you know, after whatever, at, at the 2000 Amma mark. Kiplige, the machlokas between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yuda is Lehachzik. Does he actually have to have left his city? That, according to Rabbi Yehuda, according to uh, Rabbi Yuda, he says, what does Rabbi Yuda say? He says, Right? According to beauty, he says, That he actually has to leave his city. Whereas, according to his son, Rabbi Yosef Rabbi, he wouldn't actually have to leave the city. Right? Somebody who owns those two homes, and um, even just from his city, he can just say that he intends to be Konishvisa shvisa halfway in between. Rabbi Yosef Amar, Rabbi Yosef argues in Rab, and he says, lo to Amalopligi No, everyone agrees that he would have to leave the city. Both Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda, and Rabbi Yehuda agree that he would have to leave the city. Kiplige Lomar, what the machlokas is, does he actually have to say something? Rabbi Yehuda would say he has to say that he intends to be Konish visa. Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda would say that he doesn't actually have to say anything once he left the city. It is enough. Bigumari asks, Like who does the following statement of Ula go. Okay, what does Ula say? Somebody who leaves his city to go travel. And then his friend tells him, hey, go back. It's not a good idea to travel now. He's both considered returned, like he returned to his city. And also muhzak, and it's also treated as though he's on the way and traveling and outside of his city. So Sigmar says, one second. If we're saying that he's considered like he's back in his city, then why are we saying it's muhzak, that it's Kilu, he's already left his city and he's traveling. If and if we consider him like he's, in, you know, left the city and traveling, well, the lama muhzak. So then why are we treating it like he's returned to his city? Like either he's in a city or he's outside of his city. He's not both. So, this is what it means. Even though he turned back and went home, muhzak, we nonetheless treat him like he is and um, uh, traveling so come on who's that like now the assumption is right now that when we're saying that he's muhzar, that he's like returned home it's mean that he like he didn't say anything not like he left and he went home and it's completely you know like everything was reversed nothing ever happened he didn't say anything or nothing like that and nonetheless we're saying that it's kim that we're treating it as though he left the city and he's traveling and he would nonetheless be able to be konish visa in the middle without having said anything so who's that like so that's like Rav Yosef, we're thats to Rav Yosef, Rav Yehuda. It's like Rav Yosef who says that everyone agrees, both Rav Yehuda and uh, Rav Yosef, Rav Yehuda agree that he would have had to have left the city. And we're saying he's K'n We're treating it as though he's left the city. However, he's also K'n He's also like he went home, i.e. he didn't say anything. It's like completely like he was home the whole time. He didn't say anything. And nonetheless, we're saying that he's koneshvisa, So that is like Rav Yosef, Yehuda who says, according to Rav Yosef's understanding, that you would have to leave the city, but you wouldn't have to say anything. Okay. Rav Yehuda bar Ishtasa, Aisilei kalkala de pere, bar Oshaya. So, Rav Yehuda bar Ishtasa, so he brought a basket of fruits to Rav Nason bar Oshaya. Okay, very nice of him. wonder what he brought. What do you guys think he brought? Apples? Maybe. Maybe he brought apples. Okay, maybe he brought apples. It's very nice of Rab, of Rab Yehuda Bar Ishtasa. Ozil, and then after he delivered the the, the apples, so then um, when he was leaving, so Shavga Dinach is Daga, so Rab Nasim Barashaya, he waited until Rab Yehuda Bar Ishtasa left uh, one step away from the house. Ki he started. Traveling, so to speak. Amarle leh, at that point, Rav Nassim said, Hey, why you know what? Why don't you stay by me and sleep here tonight? L'macher k'dim v'azil, and then tomorrow you will go home. So what do we see? We see something very interesting. We see that basically what happened was, they did a hack. That Yahad Rav Yehuda bar Tasa, he had 4,000 Amis to get home, right? That's an important point, that they live 4,000 Amis away from each other. So it was 4,000 Amis for him to get home. Now, so what they did was, Reb Nosen shai said, hey, you know, or he basically just waited for him to take a step, just one step away. And once he already took a step, then it's who's he was mukhzak, right? He already like left. He already's is on his way. He's traveling. Now he's stuck in the middle of nowhere with no food. Cause, uh, at which point, Reb Nosen bar says, hey, why don't you stay here? Okay, and we're and then tomorrow he'll go home, i.e., by simply leaving the house and you know starting his journey, that was enough to enable him to be kohen shvisa halfway, uh, uh, you know, half halfway along the journey. Come on, who's that like? So Kravyosev alibedov So that's like Yoshev and like Yoshev Babuda, right? Because he didn't say anything. Right? Rabbi R- 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 Rav Yehuda Barishtas, he didn't say anything. He just started walking. So that is like Rabbi Yosef, who says that both Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yosef say that you'd have to start walking. But, according to Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yuda, you wouldn't have to say anything. And that's exactly what happened. He took one step to start traveling. And then Rabbi Bar Oshaya said, hey, why don't you stay here with me? So he went back. But since he was already, you know, left, and so he was able to be Konish Visa Kili who's traveling and has no food. He can be konish visa up ahead and without even saying anything. So then, the Gemara says, No, you can even argue that, so in order for this to make sense, you'd have to assume that, um, you'd have to assume that, um, that, that that Rabbi Yusuf said that he intended to be Konish Visa, 2,000 Amis away. So basically he took a step on the journey. So now he's traveling and he says that he's going to be Konish Visa in the middle. And that would be like um, Rabbah who says that everyone agrees that you would have to say something. And according to Rabbi Yehuda who says that you would actually have to leave the city and be on your way. And Rashid says something very interesting. How come we would prefer to say it's like Rabbah rather than Rabbi Yosef? so we say so uh Rashi says two lines before the, the Ramaskal Suffolk he says Rav Yosef the Rav of Rav Yosef v'ilchsa interesting that when you have Makhlokus in Rav and Rav Yosef the Allah is always going to be like Rabbah. there are three exceptions to that therefore if we can say that um, they were poskening like uh, that right? Right? that um that Rav Yehuda bar Ishtasa and Rav Nason bar Oshai were doing like Rabbah, that would be Preferred, because we generally in like Raba. So Reb Meir says that anybody who's able to make an Arab and doesn't make an Arab, then he's going to be like a Hamar Gamal, he's going to be stuck in the middle. Meaning, in this case, where the guy turned back home, so he could have theoretically made an Arab, right? Tentashliach, or himself, whatever it might be, he could have made an Arab And he didn't. And now we're saying, wait, like, but maybe it was like he was Konish in the middle. Well, basically he's stuck, because we don't know where he was Kona Shvisa. Was he Kona Shvisa at home? Or was he Kona Shvisa 2,000 amas away? Because we don't know for sure now. So um, so then he's kind of stuck in the middle. Right? He can't walk past his house on the other side. Because maybe he was Kona Shvisa by the Arab. And he can't walk past the Arab. Because maybe he was Kona Shvisa at his house. So it says the Gemara. We already know this. From Daflamid Hay. It says Sufik. Then when it comes to a suffic, so for example, if you have a um uh you're an air of that went outside of the trum um, and we don't know if it happened before Shabbos or on Shabbos. So it's a Suffolk if 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 it was Kone, if, if it was in a good place at the time of Shavisa of, of when Shabbos came in or not. So Raber Rabuda omim, how is a Khamargamal? That Rabbi Meir, that Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Meir say that this is a Chamar Gamal situation, that he's not you he can only walk between his house and the eruv because um we don't know if it was Konash or not. So we see that in a situation when we're not sure, we say Hamar Gamal. So I'm Sheishes. So Sheishes says, well, the reason why we need both is because Lotema, Timudra, Mayr, Sufik Erev Sufik, Lo Erev who, Dave, Hamar Gamal. Don't say that, you know, because I may have thought to say that in the case of the Sufik, in the case where Imamish put out an Erev, Right, and you're not sure if it rolled out of the tulum before Shabbos or on Shabbos. Aye, if it rolled out of the tchum before Shabbos, well, then at the time of beneshmasos you weren't visa so therefore it didn't work. But if it was still there when at uh, beneshmasos, well, then it did work, and we're not sure. So in that case, I would say that Ramey would say that you're chamargamal. However, aval vade lo erev. But in this case, where he certainly did not put out an erev, that's for sure. The question is, can we assume that, like you know, since he left already, then it, then then. Then it would be enough for him to be considered an ani, and he could say something, and it would be a, enough to verbally make an Erev, right? So I might think that in that case, since he's not actually making an Erev, well then, lo it wouldn't be a chamar gamal, afilu So if she's is saying the point is that even when certainly vade lo eriv, even in a case where he certainly did not put out an Erev, have it would be this chamar gamal situation where it would be stuck in the middle, to aachavade lo erev, chamar gamal, because in this case, he certainly did not put out an Erev, and yet we see that Reb Meir is saying that the same Hamar Gamal would apply here as well. New Mishnah, Mishayatsa chutz letchum, Afilu ama achas, lo yikanes, says the Tanakhama, Somebody who leaves the Tchum Shabbos even one step, no, not step, one ama, lo yikanes, he can't come back in, although technically we said that an ama is a middle-sized step. Rebbe the Omer, Shtayim yikanesh, shalosh lo yikanesh, Rabbi Eliezer says if he goes two Amis outside of the Trum, well, he could still come back inside. Three Amis, then he can't come back inside. As we learned the other day, it has to do with the overlapping Truman, right? Because, Bileser, uh, and, and, you know, he's in the middle, right? We treat the Trum, the Dalad Amis, as if he's in the middle and he has two Amis on either side. So, therefore, if he's um, outside, the two Amis outside, he's still Kielu overlapping with the, um, with the uh, Trum. Says, rag-lo-achas rag-lo-achas so says Reb if he has one leg outside of the Chum, the Chum, but he still has one leg inside the Chum. Okay? So Reb Hanina, he's got one leg in the and one leg out of the Chum. Lo Yukonis, he cannot go back in. He, he just can't move. He's got to stand there with his um, you know feet apart. Um, I mean hopefully he did this around Shalashudah's time but uh, no guarantees you know I hope he didn't do this around Kabbalah Shabbos time you know right? the Apostle says the Apostle says that you have to you know if you stop from uh, uh, walking too far on Shabbos so we read it Raglecha which is plural but it's written Raglecha which is which is singular so Raglecha it's written Raglecha so even one leg if one leg goes outside from Shabbos sorry buster but one second, we have a braisa that says, We have a braisa that says that if he's got one leg outside the trum one leg inside the trum, just no big deal. Bring it back in. So the Gemara answers, No, that braisa is specifically achairim. That's specifically the opinion of achairim who says that you can come back into the tromb. Titania, is we learn in the braisa, achairim omim se shuruba that it goes based on. Where the majority of his body is, and the majority of his body is still inside the tum, fine. those who say If he's got one leg inside the tum, one leg outside of the tum, so he can come back in. As the says, and even though um, it's it's red which is plural. Ra- no, even though it's written raglecha, which is singular, raglecha karinan, we read it raglecha, which is plural. That you would need to have both feet outside of tshum shabbos, and if you only have one foot outside of tshum shabbos, you could still come back in. Tanya, but one second, akur of say that we have a bray that says lo yukanis, he wouldn't be able to come back in. So huda'ma k'achir um Chanina, like like uh, achirim that um, that um, that you the tani l'makom shubo nizkar who says that we the Brai said, Akhirim says that um, he can go based on where the majority of his body is. Therefore, says Rabbi if even if one leg is outside of the Tchum, he could still come back in. Okay, so two, two different ways of understanding Rabbi uh, Hanina. According to the first way, Rabbi Hanina said that one leg outside of the Tchum, he can no longer come back in. According to the second way, Rabbi Hanina says that one leg outside of the Tchum, he could just bring it back in. Um, in the first case, he's, he's saying not like a Akhirim. In the second case, he's saying like a Akhirim. Rabbi Yezer Omer, Steim, Shalosh, Rabbi says that if he has, um that if, um, he leaves the Trum, two, you know, two Amas, he can come back in, Shalosh, Le'Icones, but three amos he cannot come back in. But one second. We have a Bryce which says that according to Rabbi if he leaves the Trum one Amas, he can come back into the Trum. But if he leaves two Amas, he can't come back into the Trum. What's what's going on? Our Mishnah says two Amasi still can come back in. Lokash, it's no problem. Had the Aqar khada vikama tarte, right? Had the akar tarthe vikama tlos. That when the um, in it, right in our Mishnah, right, it's saying what does our Mishnah say? the If he goes out two, meaning that um, meaning that he left one, but he's now standing in the second one. Right, but if he leaves the second and now he's in the third one, so then it's a problem. Right, where if meaning meaning when it says in our mission when it says that you know if he's in the second one, it means that he left the first one but he's standing in the second one. When the brisa says that if he leaves two two Amas then he can no longer come back in. It's talking about where he passed two Amas, and now essentially he's three Amas away. Right, so in our mission, when it says that um, if he leaves two Amas, he can come back in, it means that he left one ama and now he's standing in the second ama. When 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 the brayser says that if he goes two Amas, he can no longer come back in, it means that he mamish passed two Amas and therefore he's in the third ama. We learn in the brayser. for one second, we learn in the Braisa that says that even one ama he can't come into the tum. So what are you gonna do about that? I mean, most you could say is that he's standing in the second Amah, but I thought the second amma is still okay. So kitani That's talking about somebody who's measuring, meaning somebody who was kona shvisa in some place, and now he's allowed to walk two thousand amas. So he's measuring how far he can walk. So he takes two thousand middle-sized steps, and he sees, oh gosh, is just one amma away from the trum shabbos. We say that nonetheless, you can't even step that one amma in, right? It's not as we learn in the Mishnah. Right? We say that when you're measuring your 2,000 amas to see how far you can go, you're not allowed to go past your 2,000 amas, even if it ends like in the middle of some cave, you can't just explore the cave, you can't go past 2,000 amas. So therefore we see that when um, somebody is measuring how far he can walk, and he sees that there's only one more amma to go, he still would not be able to cross that one amma past his 2,000 amas that he's allowed to walk to go into the next Trum Shabbos. Masnis and Somebody who, um, it became dark, and he's outside of the Trum of his city. He can't even go one Amma into the Trum. Meaning, if, when it gets dark, his tr- the Trum that he has ends one Amma away from the Trum of his city, he can't go into the Trum of his city. Reb Shimon Omer. Reb Shimon says, no, even if you still have 15 Amas to go, to get to the trum of your city, no problem. You can still go into the trum of the city. How come? Because the truth is that the um, people, I guess they would they, they would put markers outside of the city to show you how far you're allowed to walk, right? So when you get up to 2,000 Amos, there would be a marker to say, hey, don't walk past here. It would be past the tchum Shabbos. So basically, if you're trying to calculate how... You know if your tomb is going to end within the tomb of your city, right? And you see, oh no, I'm like, mom is just one amma away. Reb Shimon is saying, one amma, that's no big deal. Basically, that marker the people who measure the markers always kind of make them closer than they're really supposed to be, so that just in case people go too far, they can always turn back and they won't actually leave the Thum Shabbos. So 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 Reb Shimon is saying even if there's like fifteen you have like fifteen amas to go. it's not exactly fifteen. Meaning so the point is even if you have a bunch of Amas to go, you can still go into the Trum because um the you know the the the, the Trum is 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 likely Going to be, you can assume that the tomb is actually further than the markings indicate because they were um, right that because they were concerned that people might make mistakes. It says the Gemara Tanim of Amida because people might make a mistake of the measurement and you know and 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 and. and accidentally go outside of the Trum Shabbos and be stuck, so the people who would measure the Tchum, they would actually make it smaller. And I guess that the assumption is that if you would have been able to get into the Trum Shabbos, then I think you would be able to go home. We're going to have to see these Gemars. and then they come up in another 10 daf or so, um, about, you know, about these halachas, about, you know, how far you're allowed to walk into your city, right? Because we had that question about, you know, if your Trum Shabbos ends like Mamash at the entrance of the city, so it sounds like you wouldn't be allowed to go into the city, but I, we have to understand exactly how that works. Because you know, for example, like this sounds like if you'd be able to get into this tchum Shabbos, well, then already you'd be able to just like you know go home. So we're gonna have to figure out the, um, how, how exactly we treat the end of the two thousand Amos, and under what conditions you'd be able to walk in the city past the two thousand Amos. Um, you know, at what, what when is it like the whole city considered like Dalit Amos or whatever things like that? Allah Mishaatziu. Friends, that is the end of Perak Mishot to you. That is the end of the fourth Parak of Masechta Erevin. So, we're just about halfway through the Masechta, which is pretty cool. Um, cool. So, the main, I think, uh, sugya today was really the Makhlogus between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Meir about that. Um, and also, it ended up being the Makhlogus between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda, about um, somebody who leaves one city to go to the next city. Um, in terms of being Kone Shvisa in that way. So, according, so we had a Makhlusin, um, Rabba and Rabbiose, but how to understand the Machogosin, Rabbiuda and Rabbiosi, Babuda. That, according to, um, Rabba, both Rabbiuda and Rabbiosi, Rabbiuda agree that, um, he would have to, you know, say something, he would have to be say that he's, that he's being Kone Shvisa. Um, but according to Rabbi Yehuda, he would have to actually leave his city. According to Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Huda, he wouldn't have to leave the city. According to Rabbi Yosef, he says that um, everyone agrees that you'd have to leave the city. But Rabbi Yehuda says that he would have to verbally say that he intends to be you Konish know, Visa after 2000 Amas. And Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Huda says that he wouldn't have to say anything. Um, Rabbi Meir's opinion on the matter was, well, since he had ended up turning back and going home, he would actually have to make Bimaari Bipass. And if he's not Ma'ariv Bipas, well, then it becomes a Hamar Gamal situation where he's kind of stuck in the middle. Um, because we don't know if he was Konoshvitz in his house or at the 2,000 hour mark. That was a uh, Nun I hope you enjoyed it. Peace out.